Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we can give it like just. I'll see the light pop on. Yeah, you're recording now. See that? That's a countdown. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So we're in. You can cut all this out. Yeah, I can edit. It's showtime. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number. Okay, guys, here we go. Uh, episode one, uh, three men in a little pod where we're actually four men talking about things you like using words you know. I am today's host and unfortunate guinea pig of episode one, Mitch Bechtold. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, today we have, I, I'm doing so bad already. <laughs> I'm just like, it's like weird reading scripted when I just want to talk normally. Also, but, it went from bannering to everybody else just shutting the fuck up. Yeah, which is not how this works. Do this. Hold on, I think we got to do this. For the purposes of the intro, let's move guest intros up. Yep, yep. I was looking at that. It's going to be a it lot more natural. So right, Mitch, Mitch, you want to take that from the top, bud? Okay, right, yeah. I'll, in three, two, one. <laughs> Oh, do I read what I've already said? I'm your host and unfortunate guinea pig today, Mitch Bechtel, professional sc- or not prof- non-professional screenwriter, but professional <laughs> procrastinator. Um, today we have Jared Lawson, our producer, tech specialist, banter aficionado. We got Danny Thomas, a.k.a. Thick Danny. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. These sound so cheesy. Why don't you guys tell us about yourself? Yeah, I'll start it off here. Uh, the producer, Banner Aficionado. Uh, my name is Jarrett. Uh, we've been talking about doing this podcast since 2013. So this is seven years in the making. And the content is already given up after seven minutes. So that goes to show you how prepared we are. Seven seconds. Yeah, seven seconds. That's a lot like Danny's bedroom time. Hey, yo, hit the buzzer. Um, uh, yeah, that's me. On to, on to Danny. Yeah, Danny, uh, Danny Thomas here. Um, you know, they've been talking about it for seven years. I've been just kind of tagging along, happy to be here for seven years. And uh, we're now peaking to the, the, uh, the final cut. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. You lag. Can you do that again, Danny? No shit. Do I actually lag? Yeah. Daddy, our mobile correspondent. Yeah. He's on the road. From the streets of Los Angeles. I I can't. Danny in the field during a quarantine. I do. Like, what do you hear from me? I mean, am I even there? First off, let's just start with it's not English. Punches at this point. Yeah. Danny's our foreign representative. We have two of them, uh, but Danny's the only one we can understand. He's also the little pod part of our three men. Maybe just. Okay, and <laughs> rounding out our fantastic foursome, we got our expert on all things British. And currently the, <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave. <laughs> I like it, it's so bad. Expert on all things British and currently the only fully employed member of our foursome. How hey. dare you? Dave Anders Richards. The early roast. Okay. Here to so offset that, Danny's struggles with the English language. 10 million Americans. With my own struggles English. with the English That's language. That's only half true. AKA British Dave with the accent, although he's lived here pretty much forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, a decade, folks. He's as English as I'm South Dakotan. Yeah. No, that's it's actually, actually a pretty apt 
Um, yeah, so I was I was just going to say that for today's episode, I feel like we should talk about the one thing that everybody's talking about and I'm absolutely tired of hearing about, but, you know, we're living in it. So, you know, coronavirus. Yeah, it's kind of sad. We've been talking about doing this podcast for uh, seven years. <laughs> and it took a global pandemic to uh, not just get us to record a podcast, but even Bring just us together. talk at the same time. Yeah. And we were 30 minutes late. Yeah. You know, technical difficulties. Got to figure those out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, I guess first things first, just to check in. How are you guys doing? You surviving your quarantine? Well, Jen and I haven't killed each other. So we got that going on. We've that's added a pet. We now have three pets in our household. Um, Who'd you? What? What's the other one you took in? Because you had uh, a. You have so for the listeners out there, and I'll just I'm sending this to Chris. So the, for the listener, the listener out, there, out there, yeah, <laughs> and Patch one day, yeah, and Pat, the listeners, uh, you have you have uh, you have Solo and Indy. So who was? I do. I have. We have Harrison Ford themed pets. Uh, we have Solo the cat. Um, we have Indy the dog. Uh, of course, though, Indy is more like a cat and Solo is more like a dog. During quarantine, Solo uh, it just out of the blue started playing fetch. Ooh, that's cool. Cat just started playing fetch. That's kind of awesome. Um, whereas Indy is just as scared of everything as ever, which is lovely. Uh, the new addition to the household is... Uh, can, I, can I ask a quick question? Can yeah, I quick, quick, you. Quick, 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 quick you. What... Because it has to be another Harrison Ford movie and, I, and, and, ha- and it's got to go in like... And obviously, I, you're I going by how... i got to stop you here, because I, I, I like where your head's at. And if we were adopting this cat, we definitely would. But Fosters, we don't decide on the names. It's like this like nice random, they just get assigned a name. Uh, and for this one, uh, was given the name Gus, because they thought it was a, a boy cat. Turns out it's a girl cat. So it's mm. Gus the girl. We have girl Gus named Gus. Who's uh, living in our guest bathroom. Although I'd like to make a pitch for your next pet. I oh, yeah. uh, would like to throw into the ring Deckard. Deckard. Oh. Mm-hmm. Why, why Deckard? Uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Oh, beautifully done. I'm going to throw out uh, Kimball for Richard Kimball from The Fugitive. There we go. Yeah. Danny, do you, do you know who Harrison Ford is? Of course he does. Man, he, I just, I, he lives next to Santa Monica Airport. Uh, <laughs> that, that is true. I did see his plane wreckage. I did see his plane oh, wreckage. Shit. I did. I mean, I literally rode my bike past it going to high school, and I remember thinking, "Why is there a plane crash?" And then two days later, in the newspaper, Harrison Ford. Two days. Sure enough. Different two times, days eh? Two, two, two days. days. Well, I mean, the news. About how <laughs> slow everything operates in Disney's world. <laughs> yeah. Happens. Um, no, I don't, yeah. I don't. I. I. I have to say, the only I keep it's on the tip of my tongue, and I have to say, I didn't. I didn't. What was the movie with him in a plane? He has to go in between planes. Air Force One. Yeah, Air Force yeah. One. I don't think he went. Do you know the, a, what was the name of what was his name in the movie? See, Daddy's also at a severe disadvantage by being a mobile <laughs> correspondent. Can't <laughs> 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 easily Google things on the side. Exactly. It's James, it's James Marshall for all those out there. Get off my plane. Uh, Get off my one. plane. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, it just comes up with the Nike shoes. Well, that's the first concert I ever went to. Saw Nelly and the St. Lunatics wow. perform Air Force Ones. Yes. Wow. I know. That's uh, That must have been 2005-ish. Something around then. I think my sister may, may top any first concert ever. Her first concert was EMF 
which for those of you who don't <laughs> random with 2000s oh, knowledge, electric music is you're unbelievable. And, and that's it. That's all they Did They got. just play that on repeat for like an hour. And the song itself is basically just that on repeat. We don't actually have the rights to that song. So no, thankfully I think a mumbling interpretation of it was so far off that we'll it's actually, you know, it's interesting for, for it's like sort of a, a big star that Harrison Ford has. Like, he doesn't have that many deep franchises. I mean, obviously Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Are- well, yeah. Do you need more? I, I, I don't know. I like, I would like a third. I mean, so, Sly's got three, right? How many? Okay, so like, pick a new guy. Pick a new guy, like Chris Pratt. How many does Chris Pratt have? He's got Guardians. He's well, got Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Avengers feels like not technically fair. But Guardians is. There's three Guardians. Yeah. yeah. I would argue he's actually got two right there. He's got Guardians and Avengers. I think that Guardians Avengers has to be lumped into one because it's all one universe. I think so. I agree with that. I think he's playing the same character. Yeah. I yeah. I think it's probably this is actually character. a favorite conversation topic of mine is like people that you don't realize are multiple franchises. Number one that we've come up with so far is Zoe Saldana. Uh Columbia, mm. not a franchise, but I do like her in that movie. You've got um Indiana. you've got her in guardian slash avengers mm-hmm. you've got her in star trek oh yeah you've also oh, got her in fucking avatar yep mm. she gets forgotten about those like 18 crazy movies. and that's like eight movies yeah exactly eight movies in each i mean well she's also just like one of those like sleeper action stars like she's in a lot of stuff and i don't think she gets nearly as enough attention yeah you know, you know in, uh, the weaving. losers you go weaving also underrated he gets the avengers slash captain america matrix and lord of the rings do you know who Ooh, that's a lot of vendetta not franchise but you know i'm gonna throw someone out that you probably haven't thought about josh brolin right? oh huge show. yeah he's well, sicario. in yeah sicario men in black like avengers deadpool oh, black. Yeah. right he was in then he was also in wall street he's in sin city yeah, see, this is where the Google function really helps, Danny. Mm-hmm. Are you guys? No, I just franchises. See, Jared made the fatal mistake of wearing his glasses for this recording, and so <laughs> we can see the screen changing. No, you can't. I'm looking at yes, yes, you we can. How <laughs> <laughs> dare you? I'm in a, the viewers at home. I'm locked in a bathroom. Um, really? Yeah, but it's got. I was wondering because I didn't see you gone with the wind posted. <laughs> Um, okay. What other 1920s movies do you have? Uh, Encyclopedia Metropolis. Do you find like? Do you find <laughs> that you're watching more movies and TV now than normal? Or are you keeping pretty strict work schedules? I I want to take this because I think I think I actually have something to help. If if you are a sports fan and you miss it, I've been watching um, I've been watching old classic games, and so as a sport as a diehard sports fan, right? Like I watch anything. Um, I've been watching like, so yesterday I watched game six of the 91 world series. And that's just not even me as a twins fan, obviously like I'm, I'm roped into it, but I think there's a, there's so much, con- there's so like, I was, and then like later that night I was watching uh, Tyson versus Douglas, a boxing match, you know, I mean, ESPN's kind of already doing it. They're like showing like classic, like WrestleManias and shit like that. But I think uh, it's kind of nice just having something to work to that isn't more Corona news or like yeah. the, the, the next Trump bleep and, and stuff like that. Jared, I think as our resident sports correspondent, mm. 
next next time we do this next segment i want you to just take me through the greatest sports hits oh. of like especially u.s sports which both myself and the mobile correspondent could massively uh do with getting educated on like what are from like the late 80s through to present like what are some of the greatest I, games i think that'd be a good section especially for people who don't watch sports why it's such a draw like is it the same as you know me going back and watching og movies you know is it so, like that kind of excitement i i've actually been having this conversation and i think it is a lot like watching movies you've already seen before because because it's always like okay well you know what's gonna happen like i know kirby puckett when he gets up in the tent he's gonna hit the home run they're gonna go to game seven but like i must have seen like major league which is a baseball i've seen it a thousand times i know exactly what's gonna you know I, you can quote everything that's so some, and I think a lot of people have this problem. It's like, oh, like once the score is found out, it's not fun anymore. I, I disagree. I think there's like a ride to it. There's like an entertainment value. And I, Absolutely. You know, so I, but I do hear that people kind of like, I don't know, I see how it kind of also takes the wind out of the sail because it's, if you don't really enjoy the sport too much, then you're not going to glean too much out of it. Joy, know? Danny and I can take you through the uh, England-Australia 2003 Rugby World Cup final. Oh. That and the... Stepping yeah. back from the pocket, 17 seconds left. Matt Dawson up at the Matt rock. Dawson was my hero. I could fucking give you the exact play-by-play of that game. And I can contribute absolutely And no nothing. one will care. <laughs> it was a great decade for English sports, to be honest with you. I mean, if you look at the same thing with the 2005 English, um, England versus Australia Ashes, that was yeah. an incredible experience. I mean, we watched it in school. I mean, they literally, they stopped, yeah. we stopped class. We watched and it I think, in class. What was it, like 2001 as well? <laughs> England football made it to maybe the quarterfinals <laughs> of the, the Euros. At school, just stopped, completely stopped. Uh, and I remember one kid, one kid at school had one of the earliest little portable TVs. Oh. <laughs> About a dozen of us uh, clamored around this tiny four by four screen. Um, yeah, awful. No, but that I mean, the diehard, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's it's probably a topic that you you know you have to be from those countries to understand. But England and Australia is such a rivalry. And no, and, and no one in the U.S. understands it. it it's it's not hatred, yeah, but it's, it's very, very. All the, it's us it's, versus all the imprisoned people. Oh, Christ. some of us, some of us get it. I like you know when you said the Ashes for people at home. That's cricket. It's a it's a pretty famous cricket uh, tournament. Tournament. Yeah, cricket. Cricket. Uh, that's a sport. What yeah. about what about non-regionalized sports then, Jay? Like, talk to us about WWE. Oh, WWE. Well, I mean. I like to think that uh, Hulk Hogan was the world's hero, you know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to say that. That. <laughs> Give us, give us some recent in this in this dire world. You said you okay, had a hot take. Hot take. Hot take. WWE had their WrestleMania over the weekend, one of the few and rare sports to continue in this pandemic, which God bless. Uh, if you know, we're talking like to get us back on track with the pandemic and all the talk about that. What's really interesting is there was no crowd allowed to happen. It was, I was just going to ask that. Okay, yeah. Cool. So as a viewer, um, you know, I've watched, I've watched, I've seen a lot of WrestleManias uh, and one of the biggest draws about them, WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the giant 
90,000 people in, you know, the stadium up in Detroit, uh, I believe it's, I can't remember, Pontiac Dome. Um, you know, 90,000 people. That, there's something about wrestling which really um, showed up in this was that, like, you don't realize how much of wrestling actually is a conversation with the audience. Like, where something happens and it's this big pop, a pop is a, is a crowd erupting, or when, like, or just when they make an entrance, how much, like, all of a sudden someone comes out of nowhere and the audience goes wild and how that kind of is so much a part of wrestling because these guys would come out and it was supposed to be a shock or a surprise at WrestleMania, and you're just, like, their music hits and you're just at home going, okay. And the announcers are announcing it like it's the Masters. You know, they're like, oh, you know, like, like Braun Strowman just decided to show up. And it's like, are they really? Yeah, exactly. There was no energy there. And well, I mean, the audience is the energy. The audience is the That's energy. What you're saying. And yeah. when you, I don't think even I realized, because I really thought, you know, earlier in this pandemic that like a March Madness could still work if they could make it safe. You know, I knew the viewing experience would suck. But I was like, well, how much is it really going to suck? Because I'm watching from home. Just without, away. like, without an audience in there. Yeah, but it really, it's going to look like you're watching a pickup game. I feel, yeah, I was just about to say, it's going to look like street ball, right? There's yeah. no crowds, there's nobody cheering. Like, and, and, you know, whether you think it's true or not, as a player, you get hyped up by other people being hyped. You know, yeah. you're going to play a this little was, harder because you're being watched, you know, whatever. It's really the missed opportunity for USA Rugby when no one shows up anyway. <laughs> Already very well adapted and attuned to the environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us more. I think that's about it. They also updated it right back. Just filed, just filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, I love that. So but don't worry, we'll be sending them this podcast. Meanwhile, and your address. Meanwhile, the uh, the MLR is doing a collegiate draft. I think that news just dropped today. Uh, Danny MLR Major League Rugby. Yeah, by the way, for uh, the initiated uh, huge rugby following to this podcast. One hundred percent of our potential listeners. There's two people in here <laughs> who would love to go back in time and give it a whirl at the MLR. Dave's, Dave's moaning while he's drinking his truly, but he was made for the gridiron. I, uh, I, I debated taking an online class just to try and enter the draft. I knew that you would. I knew that you I, would. I did. I debated it. I really did. I really Man, thought. I did not think about that. Hey, you know I what, though? about, fuck it, 12 units. Here we, oh, I shouldn't have swore. I swear. Shit. Yeah, um, but, I mean, <laughs> that was an honest reaction to that as well. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I was debating it. I mean, you know, why not? Danny, how old are you now? 24? 25. Ooh, you old balls. You quit a century club. I was already, Patch was still taking classes at 25. Start the age that Patch met me at. So, I mean, I'm I'm not judging the age itself. I think I'm the age that Patch was. That's wild. When he met you. Does anybody know how old Patch is? About eight. We just know, we know of him based on a point in history, but we can't extrapolate. Right. Yeah, that's what we got. It's like carbon dating. No, I like how he. I've only talked to him in text over the past year, and some of us haven't seen him in maybe four, and he's still getting roasted. I love you, yeah. <laughs> for those who don't know, he's like a mythical please, creature please, in the podcast. Please come back. Please come yeah. back. Really, oh, just we want to get him on the cast on the yeah, pod. First, first guest speaker, if we have one, assuming COVID goes the long haul, takes a turn for the worst, the economy's all tank crash, whatever, right? Uh, I'm not talking zombie outbreaks. I'm just talking about rebuilding society. What will that look like? You know, what skills do you currently have that you think you could contribute to rebuilding? Like me, I'm a screenwriter. (laughs) It's not going to be very helpful in the new world. Um, Just curious, like, where do you think we'd have to focus our energies? 
you also, for the listeners at home, he is a screenwriter, but he did spend four years in the Air Force as like a biochemical specialist, you yeah. know, so like emergency a manager. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like he would be very <laughs> helpful in the new world, you know. You know, I just learned um, like two days ago, um, my stepdad is getting deployed to Connecticut to go help with their Corona situation over there. God, that um, war in Connecticut. He, he works for NHS. Yeah, um, National Health Institute. Health Institute. No, yeah. the NHS, <laughs> the British Healthcare Service. <laughs> I was trying to roll right by that one. Abbreviations <laughs> are tough, Mitchell. Well, oh, yeah, very challenging for Mitchell. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. But I didn't realize that he had the same, his job now was the same that I had in the military. And I was like, oh, what are you going to be doing there? Because like in the, in the Air Force, he was, uh, he worked on like helicopter radios. Now he's like an emergency manager, so. That's awesome. More you know. Yeah. Uh, Dave, um, do you want to tell us how you plan on helping society once this becomes a Mad Max future? Yeah, well, I mean, if it's anything like what I experienced over the weekend, I think I've got a big future in uh, commentating really small events in day-to-day life. Over the weekend, I happened to go by our apartment complex as two people were playing tennis on the local tennis court. Thrilling absolutely thrilling best best moment of out of weeks just getting to sit down watch some amateur tennis for about 45 minutes with a beer in the sunshine started applauding doing a little bit of commentating it was great if i i, I would love that if i could somehow finagle this from a desk job into just getting to chat about strange ass things. it doesn't have to be an actual sport like tennis could be someone walking their dog just could a bunch be, of blue collar yeah. workers rebuilding piping and electricals it sounds like you want to banter at people. If I'm really shockingly, yeah, I'd love to be able to just step away. So you would be a, you'd be a manager. He's the construction manager. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. We're doing that all Maybe. along. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Hey, Danny. What about you? What skills in the new world outside of RDL form and, and kettlebell maintenance will you be providing? Well, I'm. Uh, you know, right for this pandemic hit, I was out. <laughs> two weeks before i uh, i actually i basically quit my job and retired from personal training and uh and then obviously the pandemic hit and suddenly i'm unemployed and on zero track for new career and uh i really at the end of the day just like kind of rolling with the punches that i am today i don't know what i would do because teaching english is not going to be my strong suit and going forth with any sort of educational skills Absolutely not. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, I pretty much live a life of tossing a rugby ball around, doing a little training, and um, living you put on you sofas to work down in the I don't know how good I'd be down there either. You could toss some rocks. Mate, I'm not, I'm not, I'm from the countryside in England, and I grew up in Santa Monica. I'm about as, I'm about as least laborful as I could ever be. I think, I think that's a, that's a big issue with a lot of people. Like, unless you're, you know, an actual manual laborer like people don't have normal fucking skills like that part of my french there's there's definitely an aspect of coordination that goes with it as well i mean it's just even sheer just getting getting exposed to actually i mean i say heavy things like lifting around heavy things and uh like cement cement blocks bricks like it's it sounds silly but if you haven't like actually done some sort of physical labor in, in that facet it it's not exactly like you just wake up and do it it's it takes time it takes a lot of effort to even get accustomed to like actually working 
yeah. which I think I think is a massive part of, you know, if if society does take a few steps more towards you, you're being more like physically responsible. I think that's an area that people will struggle in is is actually getting their hands dirty. I think Definitely. that's really I think that's a really great point. As someone who grew, as someone who grew up on a farm, as well as a resident hay bale tosser. Fuck it. As well as uh, my first job in high school was working at a factory at like an electric company. And like, so you're obviously the lowest on the totem pole. So you're like not only sweeping the lot and I did get a forklift license, certified maybe. Um, yeah, check it out. Um, but I think it's a great point about people not wanting to get their hands dirty. I also have a different take on it slightly in that having done that really, really like manual labor-esque work, and I'm sure we've all done it from time to time, but I remember when I was working in the factory, there was something really nice about being able to leave your work in the factory or leaving your work in the barn. Like, you know, obviously it's, it's like tough work and you're gritting through it, but there is something nice about like, not necessarily shutting your brain off because, you know, some of those jobs really do require a skill, but there is like this effort of like, Hey, like, you know, I don't have to worry about an email coming through or like no boss is going to like text you over the Slack server at 9 PM telling you that like there's a misshipment, you know? Um, and that also could just be my position in the company. I'm sure there was tougher times up the ladder. What they call? I, sorry, go. Uh, I was gonna say, what did they call the um, the silent generation or something like that? Like, wasn't it just like post re uh, recession? The lost generation. No, yeah, that that might be what it was. I was just thinking about like there was like the people who had to support post war effort. So it was like it's like you don't really get to pursue your dreams anymore, you know. And I'm I'm trying to think of like if shit went really downhill would it like go to that you know like it would be like oh no everything's about rebuilding whatever i don't know yeah lost lost generations of folks that came after uh, world war one I, I think because they basically came right out of world war one right into the depression yeah. yeah yeah i think but they're also if i remember correctly they they saw world war one and they're lost because that was such a huge there was there was so much like tragedy because like right. world war, yeah so like Ernest Hemingway is a famous, like, his, like, you know, uh, for whom the, what is it, like, the sun also rises? And, like, well, for whom the bell tolls, I think that's also. That's uh, not Ernest Hemingway. It's not Ernest? Oh, nope. Man. That is Edgar Allan Poe. I, that's not right. That is not. I thought you were quoting Huh? I thought you were quoting For whom the bell tolls, the bell tolls for thee? That's the Raven. No, that it is, is Ernest no. Hemingway. Is it, it is absolutely oh Ernest Hemingway. Oh my God, Hemingway. I'm so <laughs> Thank you. Thank Edgar you. Allan Poe. <laughs> oh, oh, love that. I love, yeah. I love because I saw a reaction in Dave's face and I didn't just, know if it was for me or for Jarrett. And you just <laughs> waited and like wanted to hear what I was going to say. Love that. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. We also, thanks Mitchell. We can't have these British people fucking calling out our knowledge. <laughs> But all, all things about these like jobs we do in a, in a new world and stuff. Jay, you also have probably the the best suited skill set for this from your esports career. Oh, absolutely! I I have to just, just step into that. Yeah, it's been twenty years since I picked up the sticks. Almost you got it. You got to lay the big iron on it, man. Oh my god, I'm I'm excited to get back in there. I don't know if they're still playing Halo Two, but gotta be. <laughs> yeah, surely it's gotta be. like Pac Man, right? Now more than ever. Absolutely, there's got to be reintroduction process. I um, I don't. My Xbox is buried somewhere, and I'm glad. I've I have had these moments where I've wanted to dig it out, but I mean, why I, not? Why? Well, because it forces me to like. 
I meet with a Spanish tutor once every week, you know, and she's great. Casual uh, flex. I don't, but here's the thing. I hate it. Uh, and not, I don't hate her. I just, I hate learning now. I like, I blew my load too much. I like my first week I had so much excitement. I was like, this is my time to catch up on skills. And so I was like playing guitar, reading Spanish, reading a book, listening to John Wooden. I'm unemployed. Um, <laughs> and, and, and now I love that they're like desperately in need of motivation. You know, I should go to John Wooden audiobooks. John oh, Wooden no. audiobooks. Read, hey, read by Bo Bridges. Absolutely. Oh. oh, what a what a great way to spend 15 minutes when you're making eggs. I, I highly recommend it. I've been doing I've been doing an hour a day uh, screenwriting focused kind of stuff. Um, but I'm about to go splitsies on a masterclass with a friend. Like although this week I've written 30 pages this week, hopefully 30 pages next week. That's a good, that's a good, I don't have a, a litmus test for that, but that sounds like a lot. It's, you know, it's 60 pages in two weeks. It's, uh, you know, you're trying to keep up with that Hollywood standard. Yeah, 60 um, pages a week. I mean, Hollywood. Yeah, everyone everyone knows that's a Hollywood standard. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's Hollywood like, I'm, I'm trying to be a zero, you know, but I, honestly, I'm probably more of a two. And um, <laughs> talking dress sizes. Uh, speaking of dresses, Danny, how are you getting through this pandemic? Man, I'm doing all right. It's a, uh, it's kind of... It, to me, I'm I'm lucky. I mean, I say I say I say I'm lucky. I'm 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 unemployed, but I've luckily. Have you been not... watching a lot of Foghorn Leghorn? No, so I've absolutely I, I've I've watched Westworld. I mean that hilarious. I uh, what so I've been watching Westworld, and uh, that's been pretty thought provoking actually. Especially, I mean, I think it's kind of you know it's an older show given season three just dropped, but I mean, I only just caught on to it and given the state of how you know that whole show is based around i mean it's based on a lot of thoughts but society i think is the main theme and uh you know i have been living in the world of personal training for two and a half years now um i mean training for much my whole life and watching kind of people in general society feel like the, the need to be more active during this time and like getting out there and doing more has been has been a person it's been great to see um, I've got a lot of people who reach out to me just to see if they can you know, get some help in various ways, but it's it's more along the lines of people just want to have a reason to be active and getting out there. I think you know this whole cabin fever thought is coming up in a lot of places. Um, you know, obviously some people are still working and life hasn't changed; they're just working harder. Um, and then especially people working actually in the medical you know industry, um, especially and you know. It, it's for me it's you know it's difficult to feel kind of hard, hard up anyway I mean I've got a place to stay I'm doing all right I've got food and I'm, I'm doing kind of what you guys are talking about I'm just trying to find ways to be productive and and get on with it and um, you know try to come out this whole thing with that skill that you know you can perhaps do something different or do something more and um, I'm I was I too I mean I've been seeing all over my my feeds with uh, sponsored ads you know like masterclass has popped up I have to say Meryl Streep has been probably the one I'd go for. Um, she's Meryl I mean, Streep is a pretty talented uh, vocal actress. Wait exactly. Hear about Meryl Streep. She embraces it. She's she goes all in. You know she's she's very much you know I consider her and Daniel Day Lewis the exact same of exact same expertise in that field. You know, when Ooh, they talk about, about hot take, hot take, Meryl Streep so, and Daniel Day Thomas, you know, good I think of the best of the best. You know, I think I watched once upon a time in Hollywood, and I really <laughs> didn't enjoy it. And uh, I, but I, I don't think either of them are in that movie. Pardon? I said I don't think either actor is in that movie. I, I mean, Brad Pitt and Leo. You know, like 
you know, such a bloody typical combination for Quinton to do. But at the same time, you know, you think they go into those roles thinking this could be the next masterpiece. I have to fully commit and do it. And you're like, Meryl Streep is taking some absolutely crazy risks, I feel like, in, in her movie career. And she's crushed it. I mean, Devil's, The Devil Was Prada, she owned yeah. that role. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was incredible. And I love that movie. And I feel like I shouldn't love that movie based on its, its general themes. Love it. I, I love how, like, when, we, I, when I threw it to you, it was, it was a dress joke. And you brought it back there. Like, you wove it all the way back there. And honestly, that, there's a talent in there yeah, somewhere. Well done. You gotta, I do have a question for you, though. As, as the resident personal trainer, and I know that you are, I know that we've had to fit all of this around your schedule because you obviously have a lot of training slots and stuff like that. But as, what do you think is the biggest, like, like, earn it, like, what is the biggest impediment to training somebody virtually these days? Like, what do you, I, we see a lot of stuff on Instagram. What do you think is the hardest part outside of not being there in the room? Like, you know, what, what do you think you struggle with more? And like, how are you giving, like, like, how are you, like, what, what's the best tactic that you could think of to like help people at home? I mean, I think there's many angles for this. I think, I think that the biggest part of what I did was it's actually more the interaction for the full hour or how half an hour, how long you're training, where you sort of get a gauge of kind of what's on a lot of people's minds. And, you know, you're not ultimately, you're not their therapist. But in the day, you do find out if they're stressed. You do sort of get to read people a lot better. You find out kind of what their daily difficulties are. And maybe you don't know the full complexities of it. But at the end of the day, it's that interaction that I think people really enjoy. And then, you know, then you, then, you know, you're, you're, you're meeting with someone who already naturally doesn't usually work out on their own or they need that extra help in some way, or you're just designing them to get stronger. So, you know, that interaction plays a massive role in the process of actually getting someone fitter or stronger or however they want to go to in their goals. And I think that's the hardest thing is that when I've been training people virtually, it's been that, that kind of disappearance of actual interaction. I'm more so worried about, you know, are they doing something that I can't quite see from this angle? You know, it's, you know, it's, it's not like we have perfect, you know, studios set up for people to train in, you know, I'm, I'm often put, put on the floor and I'm just seeing this ground level view. And, um, but what I truly miss the most about it, and I think it does impede the progress quite much, quite a bit is just that interaction. I mean, and I think that's a theme to everything that's going on, obviously, but it really is, you know, when it comes to in, in any sort of setting, whether you're working, by yourself or you know you're constantly communicating with people those interactions are really important and it's I think the last few weeks have really taught me how how much my job actually relied on me getting to know the people I was working with and you know at the time I definitely took it for granted and, and looking back on it I feel as though I could have done a better job in um initially off the get-go maintaining those relationships and trying to you know stay uh, absolutely positively in you know connected with people in some way and I think that's what I'm missing the most from it yeah yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a very valuable insight into, you know, how things have changed, which now brings us to our ad, sponsored ad of the week, brought to you by Hot Buttered Rum. Dave, could you please tell us why this is the worst possible excuse for an alcoholic beverage? Uh, I can try. So, uh, yeah, Mitch, uh, Mitch gave me a heads up that hot buttered rum was going to be the, the sponsor for this week's ad. And, and I actually had to do some Googling myself. So for those uh, like me, you have never heard of this drink before. Allow me to give a quick summary. Hot buttered rum is a mixed drink containing rum, butter, second ingredient, butter, uh, 
cider, a sweetener, and various spices. But what's even worse uh, than its collection of ingredients, actually how it's prepared, you start by mixing, mixing together the batter ingredients, uh, those being brown sugar, butter, honey, cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, and salt into a large bowl, and then refrigerate until, quote, almost firm, end quote. <laughs> We've all been there, almost firm. Um, you then, uh, after that's uh, almost firm, you spoon the batter into a mug, uh, add boiling water and stir, stir well until dissolved, uh, and then add rum and cream as desired. So, you know, should uh, this rainy day in Los Angeles or uh, quarantine put you in the mood, I guess uh, go at it it's, with some It's not a bad drink for any of you guys who have had it. It's, it sounds it's, bad. Have you ever it had those like buttered weird. coffees? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I can't, I can't ah. think of the company right now. Yeah, but it kind of has that taste to it. Like the butter stands out more than the sugar, and and it's it's like an oily alcoholic beverage, which it's definitely an acquired taste. I'm not saying it's my favorite or anywhere near favorite, but I don't know. I just imagine they just had like leftover cake batter and was like, "Yo, let's throw this shit in a drink." It sounds like you can you could bake with this. It sounds very similar to like something you'd find in like uh, like baking recipes. It almost kind of sounds like a tiramisu. Yeah, it sounds like what you put yeah. on top of the tiramisu though. And burn I would off. I would argue uh, like it sounds very close to eggnog. I love eggnog though. I don't you know, think it tastes well, much like eggnog. I yeah well, they well they I mean for straight from the mouth of babes. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, yeah. hot buttered rum, for yeah, your sponsorship. Hot buttered rum. They put the U in fun. <laughs> yeah. For any viewer that uh that writes in, we'll uh send you a coupon for hot buttered rum. Hot buttered rum. Um, guys, Silky. I think that's uh I think that might be our time. Is that our time? I I do want. I would love three suggestions on how to get through the apocalypse from all of you. What are you doing? I'd love to know as your friend and as a listener. Okay. Who wants to kick Start this it off? off? Yeah, Mitch, you hit it off. You got a great beard. You showed up proper today. Three lessons for the apocalypse. Doesn't have to be a lesson. What are, what are three things that you're doing? How are you finding solace in, in these trying times? I've definitely been doing a lot of YouTube workouts. Um, hit classes. I did a hit and a yoga yesterday. I mean, I switch it up. Uh, just whatever vibe I'm into. Um, I've been cooking a lot. And, you know, I think fresh veggies are kind of one of the harder things to one keep fresh. Um, but you can actually chop them up. Like if you have a bunch of broccoli, chop it up, throw that in a bag, throw that in the freezer, save that for later. Um, and I don't know the other one. I listen to a lot of music. I think that kind of helps me, but you know, I'm, I'm okay at staying at home. I think it's driving Ellen a little more crazy than it does me. You being at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't she doesn't mind it. being at home. It's just that I'm here. Yeah. Don't blame <laughs> this guy again? They got married three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how would you like to spend the first days of your wedding in quarantine? <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, right from the honeymoon, one hundred percent of the time together, ended yeah. short by coronavirus directly into quarantine. Yep. And you know, wow. I couldn't ask for another person to spend it with. Yeah. But ink. Hot buttered rum. What about you, Jay? What are your uh, what are your three? My my doing? three. Um, I right out of the gate. Um, I think it's about keeping like 
the mind busy even like whether you're working or whether you're not working it's just so much of you seeing sort of the same physical setup being surrounded by the same walls and, and stuff like that and um I actually I'm normally a big fan of routine in the sense that like in normal days and lives and stuff like that I think having a routine really keeps people on, on target I think what's really helpful now is like because everything you're doing is likely so fucking routine-ish that like you got to find ways to break it you know point. Yeah, creative ways to break it. Uh, and so, you know, for me, like, it, it comes down to, like, I'm not a huge runner, but I find myself, like, making myself run outside now. It, it just uh, divvy up what I'm not doing. Not go running outside, just sprint outside. I, I break run up. Outside. If you've ever seen Stone Cold Steve Austin enter a ring, it's the exact same way I leave my house every day, you know. I'm running out of doors. I'm pitching um, you like putting like paper in front of the door, like a high school football routine. He just yeah. crashes through. And I make my mom say like, oh my God, it's Austin. And then I run out um, very similar to JR. Oh my and, God, uh, it's Jason Bourne. Jason, Jason. I'll, uh, the, other, the other two things is uh, I put on pants and I know now this is, I think, cute. I, I could see. I haven't worn. Like, I haven't worn pants in three weeks. Mitch is in a speedo right now, but you know, I'm waiting for the pan down. Um, but something about being in sweats, it's just like it relaxes the mind. It's the same thing when like you go to the gym. Like if you put on like you know like you you dress to impress, and and I'm trying to impress myself every day. You know, the man in the mirror, as Michael would say. And then, uh, yeah, I eat fruit. It fucking helps. That's that's number three. You know, not the sex. That's how that's how we got here, butt season. But uh, you know, ass eating season. That's how we got here. You know, bats is. I'm on a tangent. We'll that's how we got here. Segue. <laughs> how we got here. The bat ass eating really did us yeah. in. I'm gonna cut that out. Okay. How about how about our uh, <laughs> our friends to the east? We east. Are we east. You're east. You're east of us. I'm pretty, oh, I'm I'm pretty north, but I mean you're ah. I see what you mean, east. So it's Britain. Oh, there it is, thick Danny. Um, <laughs> I if if I'm gonna I'm gonna interject and say my three things that I think have been the most helpful. I think you know it's don't get me wrong. There's lots of workouts out there. You can go onto any sort of YouTube uh, hit channel. You can do whatever. Like there's lots of opportunities to to work out and be active. I recommend if that's getting a bit boring or difficult, go find a really big hill and just go either walk up it, walk as far as you can, jog up it, run up it, do sprints up it, Jump off test it. yourself, make sure you're limbered up, um, you know, stretched a little bit. But really I think, big you know, hills. yeah, go go find some hills and go go attack them. That's great for exercise. You know, it's gonna it's gonna release a lot of good things in your body. Um, that's number one. Number two. I recommend if you have the ability to go on a Ewan McGregor movie marathon. Excellent. Um, start off with Moulin Rouge, and then you have to finish with three of the Star Wars movies. And I recommend Attack of the Clones as being one of the best ones if you pick and choose, but it happens if you can't. Um, and then my third reason, honestly, watch a random sport. If you're into sports, go watch a random sport that you know nothing about and just try to understand it. And just I would recommend Aussie Rules for yeah. that. Yeah, AFL is fantastic. That is it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that one of my favorites space. to watch. 
There's or, you know, going, like, rugby sevens is a great one because it's a little bit it's a little bit quicker pace and a little bit easier to understand. Um, but Aussie rules football that is some serious aerial skills, a lot of random kicking of a ball, and a lot of really physical tank top wearing men or women. There's there's also you know you can watch men's and women's versions are both intense. Um, I think it's an intense sport. Do you get a crack? That's me, Dave. On to you. Give it a crack. All right, top three, uh, top three recommendations on my end. Uh, first one, do yourself a favor and Google some feng shui tips. Oh, you'd be amazed okay. how you could rearrange a furniture in your house. A uh, little bit, little bit of this is driven, I think, just by uh, general cabin fever. I forgot the term for cabin fever the other week, by the way. Uh, I called it the ship crazies. So, you know, driven by ship crazies, but. Uh, <laughs> I rearranged the kind of guest bedroom into somewhat of an office has made a world of a difference. Feel much mm, more productive with like the new layout, you know, looking at all how the energy flows through the home. So is having uh, the, who, the lamp on the floor as you currently have, is that, is that part of the ambiance? I, could you break you know, kind of, kind of, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of that. It's also just, we've got shite lighting. That's yeah, also, he just wanted some backlighting, add a little depth to his video. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh. it. Oh, exactly. about that depth. Thank you, resident production expert. So Feng Shui is one. Um, another two is just uh, really enjoying the kind of comedy that you like. And for me, this is really bad jokes in the form of dad jokes. Big fan of those. Um, our uh, The guest bedroom office I'm in, we're right off a main thoroughfare in our apartment complex. That's a street. So, what I've taken to, well, like a walkway. I've taken to, uh, on uh, a whiteboard that we have, I've taken to writing Dave's daily dad joke on the whiteboard. What's so this one each day, uh This one's not that good. This one's, I stole a wig because I didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> Ooh, uh, favorite wow. one has probably been, um, why doesn't anyone in the Arctic have COVID-19? Because they're ice elated. Yeah, oh, like oh, they're terrible. No. They're terrible, but so, so enjoyable. Are you coming up with these yourself? The uh, no, no. Internet, and since I started doing it, some people have sent me uh, sent me some uh, suggestions. But That's the best awesome. part is actually just seeing families walk through and seeing them, and like some people smile, which is nice to see. But the best ones are when the kids don't quite get it, and the parent has to like explain it to the kid, and they go away with like a conversation topic to to fill their monotonous terrible day so that's tip number two um tip number three buy good socks this is just a tip for life mm. it's also going to help you during the quarantine but invest in some good socks life's too short for shit socks uh, i personally love darn tufts buy a pair of darn tufts they'll last you for your entire life so, i could not tell you a single sock brand i guess happy socks well, okay so I take that back. the difference between you and me mitch yeah, yeah. I'm so. wearing I'm wearing uh, my indoor Uggs, so you know that's how I stay comfy. That would be another difference between you and me, Mitch. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have I have jeans and boots on. And when have you? Oh, had that jeans just and boots upsets on. me. I know, and I just, you're home. I know. I'm with you on the pants part, though. The pants part definitely helps. Too. You gotta have, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta act oh. like you give a shit. Okay. Way too inflexible to be doing that. All right, gentlemen. I think that's our show. Um, yeah, it's been three men. Rum. One little pod. Hot buttered rum. Hot buttered rum brought to you with just savory deliciousness. You can go ahead and kill this pod. Yeah. If you want. Oh, you want me to kill it? Kill the recording. All right. You have to call. We can all say goodbye to each other.